0: So I was doing um, I was doing the uh, the Daily Wire uh, uh, election night coverage, and you know, and I found myself talking to Megan Kelly as one often does. And yeah, by the way, uh, I thought
1: you were one of the three most beautiful women on that coverage. <laughs>
0: I felt so too. I think, and I think that if Jeremy Boring had shaved his beard, he would have run away with it instead of coming in first by a margin. Um, and during that conversation that conversation came down to at least my argument on it was the message right the is that everybody message. knows what the democratic message is what is the republican message yeah. the republican message is we're not democrats okay and i occasionally just through random sounds that are emitted like just like a, a 10,000 chimps at at, at typewriters every now and then something comes out of my mouth that actually makes a little bit of sense and one of the things that i said just spontaneously just occurred to me and even when i got it out of my mouth i thought you know there's something to that i said when i when i was chatting with with megs uh i said um there are millions and millions and millions of people out there who voted for joe biden because of their unabiding because of their deep deep love of bobby kennedy yeah Right. I thought that was I thought that was exactly it. People voted for Joe Biden because because of how much they love Bobby Kennedy and people voted for Fetterman, despite the fact that he's just not there because they love Bobby Kennedy or whatever you want to make it or Obama. There was because because the Democratic Party message is so intact and so clear that it doesn't matter who their candidates are. They're not voting for candidates. They're voting for. The idea.
2: The image for really? voting
0: for they're voting for the for the for the um uh what's the, the brand. Because they know what the brand is. Yes. And 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 so you've got you've got five now, you've got five high level democratic politicians who cannot function intellectually. You've got Fetterman, you've got Feinstein, you've got uh uh Biden, you've got uh Pelosi. Uh, Pelosi and 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 Kamala four of them with with brain damage and one of them who who just was never really there to begin with okay but these people are known to be absolutely absolutely let's just say for the sake of being as polite as possible, below par in terms of what you would expect from <laughs> politicians. And they're all Democrats. And the reason they're all Democrats is because they don't vote, because the candidates don't matter. The message does. Now, this is where I think the Democrats are absolutely right. I think their message is appalling, but I think the principle is absolutely correct. Yes. Right. What is the message? And, and what we, what we learned on, um on uh, election 2022 was that was that there was no Republican message. I, I talked to Mike Knowles about this and he said, well, the message depends on the candidate. I said, Well, it shouldn't, shouldn't depend on the candidate. It should the message the candidate should be there to support the message. And the message is not something that that when I say the message, I mean what why are you why do you have an R after your name? Why are you a Republican? What does that? That's not mean? how
1: it works. And it hasn't worked that way for a long time. I made a note to myself that said there is no National Republican Party. There are only candidates who wear the label. You put on the Perfect. lapel pin- I couldn't agree more. And there's no, the Republican Party doesn't really have any hygiene powers. Only in very rare situations can a local committee say, no, you're, you're not one of us. <laughs> um, yeah. But in most cases, people who run as Republicans are self-appointed and they step up. And if they can rally a few major fundraisers and a couple of supporters on the local committee, they can get enough backing to, they just have a handful of signatures in most cases to get on the ballot and call themselves a Republican. There is, there's no good housekeeping seal of approval and Republican parties in essence at the local state and national level basically concede to the momentum. So they basically, okay, well, this guy's already there. And, and uh, now we got to get behind him
2: you know uh, years Stupid. ago Jay cost uh, political writer made a really kind of sublime point about our congress we don't have a parliamentary system in this country where the parties are supreme within within the body and yeah. you know the the executive branch doesn't exist you pluck ministers out of out of the parliament and so there actually is a party line for all of this our congress is actually a meeting house for 435 separate little Regions, each with its own character and each with its with its own interests, and it's very difficult unless you've got a real structure to enforce any kind of party unity. And uh, the Republicans are particularly bad at this, as you guys just described.
0: Yeah, but it's- this is—I mean, look, it's slightly different at least in terms of what i'm thinking of first of all i completely agree that i would much much rather have our system than a parliamentary system i like the fact that there's 435 individuals in fact i'd like the idea if there weren't any parties at all the idea like in england in in britain you can you can vote for labor and you don't even know who that representative is going to be you just know they're going to plunk a person down because because it's a it's a party vote that system sucks right but but I'm not talking so much about the mechanics of how it works politically, I'm talking about the brand. I'm talking about the brand. If I say to you guys, woke, right? You may not agree with woke, but you know what it is, and you know what the value set is, and you, and you either agree with that value set or you don't. So what is the Republican version of that? What is, what are we all about? What is the message? What are we selling? Nobody knows.
1: And who wins that flag? Knows. Who's the banner waiver for – like in your system, what you're suggesting, which I agree with, um, it's like, okay, well, there's no Republican Party. There's 435 independent people who decide to caucus with one party or the other in Congress. Um, like They're all Bernie Sanders essentially. Um, but so uh, if it's why not the elected official – who is is it is it uh what's her name rona is her name rona who's the who's the rnc chair i don't know and oh, i do not care. yeah that's a- but anyway it, like who's that person who becomes the the standard bearer the last time i remember anybody trying to do that was michael Steele and they ran him out of town on a rail um like wh- He's i'm not talking about,
0: about that this is not this is not about a person it's not about a standard bearer. It's not about who's the champion. It's not about who's the spokesman. It's like, what? It's the brand. We cannot, we can, it, yes, we cannot agree on what it is that we are for. And so we always become the party of what we're against. Hmm. The other point I made that night was if you look at elections, presidential elections, a little more focused, it goes, it, this applies as well to, to, uh, Uh, legislative uh, appointments, but the presidency is a little clearer, right? If you look at presidential elections, you will find that there are some elections where people come out to vote for somebody and there are other elections when they come out to vote against somebody, right? Take 2004, okay? 2004, whichever side you voted for was, nobody's like, geez, George Bush, greatest guy ever. It's like, nobody's excited about George Bush the way they're excited about Ronald Reagan. Right, nope. and nobody's excited about John Kerry the way they're excited about John Kennedy or Bobby Kennedy. That was a case of which one of these guys do you hate the most? Okay, but if you look at Reagan, people came out for Reagan. People came out for Obama. I don't think Biden is a is a a, a vote for candidate. I think Biden is a vote against candidate, and and Kennedy was certainly a vote for candidate. So, so the power of having a vote for candidate, right? Somebody who you want to go out vote for rather than go out and try to block. Is how you win big, and if you look at you look at Reagan's two wins, if you look at nineteen eighty four, he's five thousand votes away from running the table. Yeah, he's he's fine. I mean, yeah. it's just is this. if he had a campaign in, in Minnesota,
2: that, he could have run the table. He chose he not could've. to because it was a well two reasons. One, he didn't want to. Reagan actually did not want to tie George Washington by winning every state. I mean, he's just, he's just a
0: gentleman and you, really that, really he, did he is there some he really th- kind of like threw it almost in well or he that? didn't
2: throw it he didn't campaign there
0: okay well he but his his absence in the state meant that five thousand people
2: yeah managed yeah. to show yeah. up if for, he had chosen for, a campaign uh, in minnesota he probably could have won it
0: okay but the point of it is right is that reagan came out and reagan had a message and the message is morning in america and and now we start getting into the aspect of what is it that, it that the the power to win is a combination of a clear message and a great candidate? And Reagan not only had the message, there was nothing about Ronald Reagan that you could hate. You don't. You may not even like his policies. You can, in fact, you could hate his policies. It's very difficult to hate the man because he didn't seem to have a mean bone in his body. Even when he was making fun of 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 the Democrats, he was doing it with a joke and a smile. And he was making fun of himself about as often as he was doing yeah. that. Right So when you have a, w- Obama's a great example on the other side. When you have a, a, a person who is able to deliver that message and the message is clear and they're able to be put that message into an attractive package, then there's no way to stop that. That's an automatic win and it's a big win, right? And we, we're, we've been looking at these like, oh well, this candidate, that candidate, that candidate. No. It's, it's like, what is the message? The reason DeSantis did so well, is because DeSantis didn't even have the message, except for the fact that DeSantis had had two years of actions stopping woke politics. So DeSantis won big because he's the anti woke guy, and a- and he's a capable governor. He's a competent guy, and he doesn't let the press I think determine is his. his brand. Op-
2: what's what's that? I think competence is DeSantis's brand.
1: Yeah. And right. I I have a, a quote from uh, the guy who used to be DeSantis' emergency management chief, who was a Democrat um, and has since run for office. But he said, Democrats have sold a narrative that he, meaning DeSantis, did a terrible job. Well, you don't win by 19 points because you did a terrible job. <laughs> People <laughs> are buying what yeah. he's selling. And then in that same, I believe, New York Times story, DeSantis said – We set out a vision, we executed on that vision, and we produced historic results. And so what you're talking about, that sense of I've got an overriding vision about what this is all about, this is how I'm going to carry that out, and and here are the results. Um, the, The challenge is, and I agree with you, I don't want a party as we've had for the last several years that's so focused on one guy that we forget about what we stand for, but somehow like where is the execution element of that vision if you're just saying well this is this is kind of a disembodied ideology which i cling to but but who's who's the bearer of that how and it could be a lot of people but how does that happen so
0: if i were to take a look if if it was my job to craft the message right that the this is what republicans stand for Right, and I would I would look very carefully at, at a twenty point win in in the state of Florida. I saw. A number of Desantis's ads, but the one that was most powerful by far is just regular people, and you can tell they're regular people because they're not super smooth on camera. Even though yes. they only have one line, right? Here's a firefighter who said, "You protected us when we were, you know, you went to bat for the policeman." Said, "You went to bat for us when they were trying to defund the police." And and a kid said, "You let us go to school when when all the other schools in the country were closing down, right?" And basically, what they said, "You did this, you did this, 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 and this, this is what things you did, bad. and these are all good, and you ran the state effectively, and now he's turned Florida." into a machine it's not purple anymore it's it's red across the board there's no there are no democratic representatives on a national level
1: statewide from- yeah, statewide office. W- yes. It's it's When uh, all, it's when, when he ran for office the first time, Democrats enjoyed a slight registration advantage. Since then, Republicans now enjoy a 300,000 plus registration advantage. And DeSantis won 62 out of 67 counties. Charlie Crist did not win his home county. <laughs> and and DeSantis won Miami-Dade, right? Yeah, yeah. he won he, yeah. Which is
0: look Miami Dade is close.
1: virtually all of Florida,
0: right? Almost all of Florida is my. If you win Miami Dade, you're it's like winning California <laughs> in a national election. You are so far ahead; it's an enormous advantage. He flipped. He flipped Miami Dade from I think plus seven for Biden to plus eleven for him. So it is a huge thing, right? So okay, so what is it now? Here's the thing: DeSantis is not a great campaigner. DeSantis is not is not a is not a charismatic, dynamic speaker. DeSantis has got the governing goods. He's got he's got the DeSantis has the the thing that we should be delivering.
1: Mere competence.
0: But he mere competence, <laughs> yes, but but you have to sell yeah. mere competence. And and so the question is, how well how do you do that? And and the answer is you show this is what I'm trying to get to with the message, right? If it were up to me to construct the message out of the results, out of the evidence. Right? The data. What won, what didn't want My my construction of Republican values would be: we believe that people can run their own lives better than the government can. And we believe that if parents think that kids are safe to go to school, then they should be allowed to. And we think that if that, that parents have a perfect right not to have their kids indoctrinated against their core beliefs, and we're going to prevent them from doing it by law. And this is what we represent. We believe in individuality, believe in personal people doing their own lives, being left alone by the government. This is the message, and that's why Florida works so well. That's what I would be doing. You know, the –
2: uh, the New York Times tried to do a little hit piece on DeSantis last week. Uh, this, these allegations that he was kind of a wild man during his brief career teaching uh, teaching high school. And all I could think is I hope they do more stories like that because uh, on the stump – on TV, DeSantis has, can come across as a little chilly, and stories yeah. like that just humanize him. They warm him right up. Oh, well, the, uh, yeah, let's find some hot chicks to swear to God he was the best lay they ever had. You know,
1: just uh, more hit pieces like that, please. Well, the uh, the New York Times headline today was uh, DeSantis is supercharged. Uh, so they, they've had a bit of a turnabout on that. You know, and, I, and I would argue that Greg Abbott did the same thing in Texas. In essence, uh, he's not a fly. Guy, I've met him in person. Um, The ads that they ran for him were basically uh, showing him in his wheelchair. He had a a terrible injury that paralyzed him from the waist down, and so he's in a wheelchair. um, And they uh, they said, you know, he's overcome adversity. He has he's protecting our border. He is, you know, doing it, making te- Texas a prosperous place where everybody wants to live. And the ads against Beto O'Rourke, who uh, my favorite quote of the day is uh, Beto O'Rourke, still the most famous Texas Democrat, never to win a race outside of his hometown. <laughs> that, was <in> the, <laughs> that was in the New York Times. Did you
0: see that? Did you see the meme of him? He's campaigning in, in Louisiana and he's spelling his name B.E. T-A-U-X
1: or something. <laughs> but the ads but, uh, about the uh, Beto simply ran his own statements. They had they had video of Beto O'Rourke going, Yeah, hell yes, we're going to take away your AR-15 and your AK-47. <laughs> and uh when he was asked, uh, do you believe in abortion up to the last minute or after birth or whatever it was? He said, oh, I believe that's a woman's choice, you know, and they just played. Him. So he's running huh. around trying to be charismatic. And there was a guy who uh, who was the la- one of the last Democrats to hold statewide office. This was in Texas. Nobody does. Uh, in Democrats. This was back in the 1990s. And he said, well, after the election, uh, the one positive is that we can say we know what model doesn't work. Having rallies for true believers doesn't win elections. And Beto was packing them in at those rallies yeah. and then got uh. stomped by Abbott. You know, at the Abbott, at the rate he's going, it's going to be
2: 2046, 2047 before beta can take my AR15 away.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know he better get on the stick. Yeah. So, Abbott and and DeSantis prior to the elections both did something that I've never seen Republicans do that I'm aware of, at least going back to Reagan, and that is that they they fought against the narrative and they fought against the narrative flawlessly. This business of taking immigrants, illegal immigrants, illegal aliens into the country and shipping them to these dark blue places that have always said, oh, we're sanctuary cities. That was the most brilliant political tactic I have ever
1: seen in my life.
0: And it forced their absolute... opponents to say
1: you're cruel to these immigrants because you're sending them to Democrat states. Yeah. Bingo. All right, all right, it it was sanctuary the sanctuary city, but it, we don't want
0: to provide it. That's right. No, and and we're glad that they're here uh, in Martha's Vineyard, and, and and we've prepared a nice brunch, and, and we're gonna we're gonna wave at them on the bus when they drive them away to Immigrant Prison, and tell them and thank them for enriching our community and and for providing <laughs> so much briefly. diversity and and so on. Okay, so Viacom what did Was it basically he showed them what he showed the country what hypocrites these people are, and they are, and that was simply brilliant. Abbott and DeSantis, to, I don't know to what degree they were working in concert doesn't matter. They basically said here. Here are your policies that you're enforcing on us. Enjoy them. And it was enormously, enormously oh, yeah. effective. And when and when when DeSantis was dealing with the with the with the the woke stuff in Florida, he's got video of Disney people saying, "No, of course we're going to turn your kids into, into uh, we're going to make them trans and we're going to make them woke and we're going to we're going to oh, yeah, well, of course we are." And he says, "You know what? I've decided that that should not be legal. We're just gonna we're just gonna say that there should be." He didn't say no liberal indoctrination in in K through twelve or whatever. He said no indoctrination period. And then the left howls. And when Disney starts howling. He says, "You know, you guys have a special deal here in Florida, don't you? You've got this kind of special deal that goes back to like 1970 or something like that, where you got your own little economic zone that's not taxed. That. Yeah. I think maybe it's time for that to come to an end. Now if that you've you got your legs under you, yeah. yeah. Now that you're now that Walt Disney is now a political organ with a political message, then we don't think that 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 this that we, we don't think that the Florida taxpayer should be funding a message." And to have their own kids taken away from And them. the way that By whole way thing got Florida. started
2: out is Walt Disney was kinda of disappointed with Disneyland, the original theme park in California, because it was it was fairly small. It is fairly small, and he didn't own any of the property around it so he ended up with a lot of uh, sort of some seedy some cheesy motels and that and that kind of thing he was right. happy about that and he figured if he bought some swampland down in Florida a lot of it then he could own the whole experience pretty much from the time that uh, you left the airport and that's that's what he wanted and is a part of that to to be able to afford to develop this this swamp land, I mean, it's just some of the worst land in the country, really. Uh, he got it the, is. He, he got these these uh, this special tax deal from the state of Florida. It's like, well, we can't do anything else with this land. Yeah, come on in, we'll give you the tax breaks, and it's continued like that. Even though not only is there Disney World there, but Epcot Center and, and it's it's theme park Central. Universal. Yeah, everybody's. Orlando
0: there. used to be. I can I I can remember when Orlando was a hitching post. It was the kind of place you, you'd water your horses on the way north, right? It was yeah. nothing there. And and I grew up in Florida, so I went to Disney World in 1972, just prior to their opening, because my dad was a hotel manager, so they had kind of like a week nice. early, and we stayed nice. at the at the uh, Contemporary Hotel and saw the monorails going through there. So I went to Disney World probably 20, 25 times before I moved to California, finally went to Disneyland. And since I went to Disney World 20 times, and then I saw Disneyland... At Disneyland, Cinderella's castle looks like Cinderella's tool shed, looks like Cinderella's (laughs) guest house, right? So yes, he, he basically made Orlando the number- Walt Disney, doing what he did there, made Orlando the number one tourist destination on the planet- because once Disney was in there, everybody else started to follow suit. And he stayed Great.
2: out of he stayed out of politics. It was a family friendly destination. That was the whole point of of creating this thing out of the swamp land was to make it family friendly. And then woke Disney has to make it political. And Tallahassee's right to take their tax privileges away.
0: But it took guts to do that. It yes. took leadership. It took it took Ron DeSantis to to say. Okay, you want to play this? You want to play in politics? Now we're going to play in politics, okay? You want to politicize our children? Well, now I'm a politician, so now that you're a political entity, I'm. Good. here's what we're going to do. By the way, and it cost Disney billions of
1: dollars. One of the things I love about uh, what happened with DeSantis in Florida is that it's not uh, one man. Um, in fact, for the first time yeah. since Reconstruction, every statewide office is in the hands of Republicans now. And my understanding is those Republicans all won by like at least 16 points. Um, so, the ground game is so, amazing. Yeah. So it wasn't just people saying, oh, we love that Ron DeSantis. Um, and, and I don't think it was just coattails. It was a sense that Republicans know what they're doing when it comes to governance. They do it effectively. They did everything they could to protect the Florida economy during the pandemic. They care about our kids. They care about freedom. Uh, They've made Florida into a welcoming place for everybody. And the governor and others in the state are not Intimidated by uh, critics or people in the media, but I repeat myself, um, who who try to slap them down with you know these little bantering games that they play in Washington D.C.
2: It's a culture so,
1: war we're in now
2: against the left. It's not an economic war anymore, and DeSantis knows how to fight and win the culture wars.
0: So to conclude my segment on this, on because mine, I'm, I'm today I'm talking about the message. I'm talking about what. Are we about? Yes. Right. To conclude that, what I would basically say is Florida works. And Florida works because Florida is free, it is deregulated, it is low taxed. Florida is the example of what happens when you leave people alone to live their own lives. You have in a booming economy, you have happy people, your governor wins by 20 (laughs) points because people everybody there and you're right it goes all the way down the state it's not just the governor everybody in florida realizes that florida is a much 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 better place to live now than it used to be and and so basically let's make let's make america florida again right i mean that's really the message it's like you've you've taken something that was a that was a a kind of a mess and you've turned it into the model of how the country could work
1: And I think we need to get away from a description, which I read a lot in the media, especially around DeSantis and Abbott, of talking about the culture war. I don't think that serves us well. I think it is um, when, if you're going to be a conservative, you're going to be Republicans. My mission isn't out, is to go out there and debate with Democrats about the family. My mission is to support the family. My mission is to make life life better for individuals, to give people an economic opportunity, to protect uh, their rights, to give them justice and things like that. So I'm not going to engage in in culture war repartee with people uh, just because that gets minutes on CNN and they'll call me in as a guest or Fox News. But if Republicans can be seen, for example, on the whole abortion issue, which we talked about in the recent weeks and said, well, nobody really cares about abortion. Uh, It's mostly the economy. And now exit polling is showing that in states where Democrats uh, won big, that uh, abortion was a big deal there. But I think it's not so much where Republicans stand on life. It's our inability to state it in ways that show that we respect women, that we love children, and that we want to heal the hurting.
0: Yeah. Right. So somebody better sit down at their at their uh, typewriter and start banging out some common themes that everybody mm-hmm. in the country can, that every Republican in the country can say, this is what we are about. And we're just right? the guys this is- to do
1: it. And Kevin and we're just not the, the guy guys
0: yet. to do it. No, none of them are.
1: None of them are. I think her name is Rona McDaniel. I think that's her name. That that is that that,
2: that sounds right. That's a good picture out of today. a lineup, though.
1: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I saw a picture of her and I was like, I vaguely recall that person. So and frankly, I think despite all the you know lukewarm news and we don't really even know yet who's in control of the House of Representatives we don't know yet who's in control of the Senate uh, but despite that um, I'm not just being naive when I say let's let's see where we were effective and what we can learn from there Damn. not necessarily saying okay let's take Florida and then macro that over the entire country because the entire country is not Florida um, but, What can we learn from strategies and processes and approaches uh, that we can then transfer and learn from it's i'm doing a lot of reading right now on uh on continuous improvement processes in business and those uh, the people who fail at continuous improvement efforts are the people who say oh i see the the tools the techniques that they're using over at toyota i'm going to get those tools and bring them into my company those efforts fail because it's a cultural shift it's that idea that day by day little by little we're going to make everything better and 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 Frequently, we're going to actually take great leaps forward by doing massive, sort of revolutionary things, but it's ingrained in the people. That that's what we're about, and I think if we can get that ingrained in Republicans, that we are the happy people, we are the the happy you know the the pursuit of happiness people, we are the justice people, we are the liberty people, we are the people who respect women and love children and want to uh, heal the hurting. Um, That instead of instead of engaging with Democrats and basically saying, okay, I'll go play in your stadium by your rules, we frame that out for ourselves and say, here's the positive future that we stand for. And so today we would, if that had been in effect two years ago, today we would not be saying, you know, morning in America with a U, but without a U.
2: Yeah.